the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband, Brian, is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. Going to start out our short our show today with a short Bible verse. This is from Nahum 1.7. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who take refuge in him. Today, we're going to recount and celebrate the many victories that Christians and patriots have had over the past 12 months. You know, we often dwell on the many challenges. That's okay. It's important that we identify them and that we act whenever we can against evil. But we also rejoice in our victories. And actually, one of our loyal listeners just encouraged us to do a show on recent victories. So that's what we're going to do. Yes, and we give all credit to our great Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for acting through his people to promote justice, to correct wrongs that have been committed. And so we are really giving all glory to our God for these victories. But let's start out with COVID. I mean, it's only the biggest thing that's happened in 100 years, this more that we've been seeing against the lies and the crackdowns on our freedoms. So the biggest victory, no vaccine passports in San Diego County. And I heard down at the San Diego Board of Supervisors that Wilma Wooten said, she said, oh, I guess we're not going to be able to do vaccine passports here in San Diego because there's just too much pushback. There's hundreds of people protesting out on the streets and, and, and not cooperating and putting up signs in their businesses, no vaccine passports here, or we will not discriminate against uh, anybody, including the unvaccinated. And thanks to Amy Reichard and Reopen San Diego and so many others that joined in to stop that. So that's a big victory. Most vaccine mandates have been stopped, except for the San Diego City Council, and that lawsuit is supposed to be settled at the end of this month. They're the only ones that haven't lifted their mandates, but we've gotten them off corporations, most recently in the military, and thank goodness for the third branch of government, the courts, that that are sorting it out and mostly ruling in our favor when it's taken to court. But we got the masking off the kids, too, through uh, Sarah McKeeman and her group, Let Them Breathe. We got them off the, out of schools and airplanes and airports. No vax mandates for school children. That was another lawsuit by the ICANN Network. 
here's another victory. The Pfizer was not allowed to keep their secrets, their data that they should be sharing openly. They they were wanted to keep them secret for 75 years. No, judge says you can't do that. You have to release it. That's public information. And also quite a few states have made it easier for doctors to prescribe hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. And we know that, you know, 500 people, 500,000 people need not have died if they would have not suppressed these. But you can even get it over the counter in Tennessee and other states are making it easier uh, to prescribe it and to get it. A new book coming is coming out, The War on Ivermectin by Pierre Corey. And he tells the story of how they have suppressed this very helpful drug. And maybe we can get more victories on that front. But we got Fauci out of office. He finally retired. The Darth Vader of the medical world. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He's been perpetrating fraud since 1984. For 40 years, what's that guy going to do with his time right now? I hope he stops doing damage. But anyway. And now we have to be careful as to who takes his place. Peter Hotez is in the running. I don't think he's much better. We need to really keep track of that. But here's another one. The CDC has finally released the data that shows more than 770 side effects from the COVID jab. It's a victory that they released the data. It took a big battle to do that, but at least we can deal with it if we know what's going on. And yes, there are cardiac arrhythmias, myocarditis, there's strokes, blood clots, neurological disorders, and many more things that are side effects of the vaccine. We have much more of a handle on it If we know the numbers, we know it's underreported, but at least the CDC is actually even acknowledging that these injuries are real. And there's hard evidence that people are waking up more. Just in the last week, there was a nationwide Rasmussen Rasmussen poll released, and it showed that 50% of the entire, this is a sample, of course, but 50% of the adult population of the U.S. is aware of sudden deaths and high death rates with the COVID vax. And this statistic surprised me a little bit. 25% of the population say they've had direct personal awareness. In other words, they know someone directly, if not themselves, they know someone personally that suffered a COVID vaccine injury. So when it becomes that widespread, the good news, of course, is not that people are getting injured. That's really bad news. Right. But at least it's good news that the truth is getting out because if the truth gets out to enough people, we can reverse some of these bad things. So lots of good things that have happened in that area. I want to mention that we know for a fact, because we got it from the, the San Diego County website itself and from the assistant to our county supervisor, uh, that deaths are up in San Diego County. Okay, so nationwide, yes, they're up too. And the numbers correlate. But there's an increase in the amount of deaths. We should have seen a decrease with the vaccine and all the other measures they took, right, in 2021. But no, it spiked up instead, and it stayed up. And this is a big problem, and we're going to be working on that in the days to come.
Now let's look at some of the victories in other areas. A huge victory was the overturning, of course, of Roe v. Wade. And this took this took 50 years of activism. This was the Supreme Court acting unilaterally in January of 1973. They said it could never be done. I had severe doubts whether that would ever happen, but the Supreme Court did reverse it. There's lots of battles to be fought now, but the good news is they're fought on the legislative level in all 50 states, and the people actually have some say about it. Yes, and the victory is due to the long-term efforts of many pro-life activists that have been working over many years, and we've been in that fight. We've been uh, watching it. We lived it back in Delaware when we were working back there. That was it. Over 18 years ago, when we lived in Delaware, we saw the pro-life activists out there, and they've been. It's been a constant battle. And by the way, Choi Newman, one of the leaders of Operation Rescue, is going to be at our church. Uh, when is that? Within the next two weeks, yeah, we can announce that next week. Just look on the Christ Community uh, Reformed Church website. And gun rights are such an essential. Obviously, the Second Amendment, but gun rights are such an essential part of a people's liberty, and there was a tremendous favorable uh, Supreme Court decision in that regard in the last year. That was Bruin versus State of New York, and it upheld the right in all 50 states to have concealed carry. Concealed carry is very important. And that means that a lot of the laws that our legislature in California that they're going to try to pass will get struck down because the Supreme Court has instructed courts that they must follow this this fundamental right of the Second Amendment to have a concealed carry permit. So, yay! And what about in the area of climate alarmism? That In the next week or so, those those guys, those not good guys in Davos, the World Economic Forum, are having their annual meeting with all the corporate and government titans of the world, the billionaires and everything, and they're going to tell us how we need to all restrict and lower our standard of living to further their climate alarmist goals. But there was a big Supreme Court victory in the last year in that one, too. Right, that would put a stop to the EPA from just taking control of all the measures to limit CO2, which that's very debatable whether that's even a problem. And they wanted to go around the legislature and just act through the regulatory agency, but the Supreme Court said, no, you can't do that. And what are they doing now? They're trying to outlaw gas Gas stoves, stoves, for heaven's sake. But there's pushback on that. People are saying, no, you're not going to take my gas stove. And so that's what we're celebrating is— 40% of the population of the United States, since you brought it up, have a gas stove. They do. Who's going to replace—I guess our federal government has so much extra money they can buy everybody a new stove, tens of millions of people. And do we know the theory of why they want to do that? Why I mean, they want to do it is they want to lower our standard of living and have more government control. Right, of course, that is not the state of If everything's reason. electric— and under centralized control, then they can just cut off the electricity. If Turn we, it off more if, easily. If you're their political enemy and they feel like it. Right. So I'm keeping my gas stove. We also but. had a victory on the mileage tax right here in San Diego. At least so far, we've been able to defeat or put off this idea that our own commissars here in San Diego, led by our unelected head of Sandag, 
who was trained at uh, Moscow State University, and that's the truth. Moscow and Russia. Yeah, Moscow yeah, State University wow. and the former yeah, Soviet Union. Sandak, anyway, wow. his concept, and, not, and it's not just his, is that everyone in the county is forced to put a transponder in their car, track, and tax every single mile we drive. For now, they've had to back off of that. And in this recent November election, several people running for mayor and city council won on the basis of opposing that mileage tax. So that's a victory, too. Right. And that shows you that elections matter, as we've been saying. Uh, they they can't put a, a little mechanism on every car and monitor everybody because there's too much pushback. So, and what about the, uh, we have not had the food shortages that have been predicted last yeah, summer. Some, sometimes good news is bad news that doesn't happen. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take <laughs> yeah. it. Uh, it was predicted that there'd be really severe shortages as in the fall of 2022. And so we haven't seen that. So that is a victory. Uh, there is a shortage of eggs right now. And there's a whole thing about that. They're, that was predicted as well. And they're calling it bird flu is the reason. Uh, that I think that's the cover story. That's why we got chickens. For, <laughs> for deliberately destroying some of the poultry farms. Uh, but... We don't, you know, we don't know what will happen. It still could happen. We could have bad shortages. So keep your preparations. Keep your not not time to go yeah. to sleep. Nope. Let's talk about the education area. There's some positive things happening there too. There's a, a record number of students that have left the public schools. So we understand that uh, nationwide public school enrollment dropped another ten percent between the spring of 2021 and the spring of 22. So that's that brings it up to something like 20% of students have left the public schools, doesn't it? And why do we say that's a good thing? Because of all the critical race theory and radical sex ed and all the bad things instead of academics. And we know academics, especially in California, have sunk to pretty much a record low in terms of, in terms yeah. of measurement. So generally what we say is, any alternative that you take for your kids or grandkids, any alternative to the public schools, whether it's homeschooling or private schools or church schools or other things, is going to turn out to be better than the current state of our public schools. And another victory is that even the kids that still are in public school, a lot of them are better off because there's been local school board elections that have turned our way, and and including right here where we live in our school district in Escondido, it was a victory all the way for Republicans and for conservatives. So all the school board members in, I mean, they're all dominated by conservatives in our local right. town. And that's what we can do everywhere. We can stand up to the teacher unions and put our people in there. And still so. need to constantly hold them accountable by going to school board meetings and so on. And another thing yeah. that we've been very concerned about, we, we and others, we've talked about it on our show, is the negative influence of the teacher unions. And there's some positive effect there, too, that teachers and other California government employees have been, there has been a steady departure. There's still a long way to go. But in 2022, just under 65% of all California government workers paid union dues, and that's a that's almost an all-time low, and there were other people that left in 2022. Wow, that doesn't that doesn't seem uh, 
if that's true, that is monumental because they're not going to have the money to do the things that they've been doing up to this point, <clears throat> including you know shutting down schools and masking kids and putting in all their theories and uh, and that's how we can starve the beast. That's how we can drain the swamp. We don't have to wait for Donald Trump. We, the people, can start draining the swamp, starving the beast, stop giving our money to these bad entities. And so that's a very good sign that so many people are stopping, you know, paying their dues to the teacher unions who just push the Marxism. That's what they care about. Yeah, they don't represent, they do not represent your average teacher. So let's talk about freedom of speech. I think the biggest thing that's happened in the last few months and last year has been Elon Musk's $44 billion acquisition of Twitter because he has actually created a free speech environment and many important voices. We were talking about medical freedom. Well, experts like Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Robert Malone are on Twitter now, and they're able to spread the truth and good data. They're not spreading hate. They're not spreading lies. But they've been suppressed because they went against the government and the big pharma narrative. And I think that's, you know, we said earlier about that poll that 50% of people now are concerned about vaccine injuries. Well, it's probably related to this. Yeah. The truth is, the truth is really getting I out mean, there. McCullough and Malone are only two of the most qualified, preeminent experts in the world on, on cardiology, on the vaccine, on everything. I mean, if you listen to them and they are just brilliant, both of them. And, and Peter McCullough is an expert on COVID now and on infectious disease. He already was an expert on cardiology. Now he's been studying so much in the last two or three years. He said he, he, he is an expert in that now. He's he, probably the biggest expert on COVID in the world. Probably is. So, and equally important to that, I think, is that it has been exposed that the FBI and other important government agencies colluded directly with the federal government to suppress websites, to suppress individuals like the ones we just mentioned, to suppress conservative voices, to suppress the Hunter laptop story during the critical days of the 2020 presidential election. The FBI was trading emails on a daily basis telling Twitter, we know it's Twitter because Twitter is now owned by someone that's forthcoming, Undoubtedly, it was happening with NBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, Facebook, and that information still has to come out. Well, they all belong to this media cartel, we find out, Trusted News Initiative. They, they, they already colluded with each other to suppress all the factual information and instead promote the information that that that. Uh, that is in the self-interest, the economic self-interest of its members, because they're all invested in the vaccine companies. They're all what an Orwellian so, term, trusted yeah, news initiative. Trusted and who, news initiative. who is in the trusted news news initiative? Oh, Associated Press, the BBC, Reuters, Microsoft, Google, YouTube, Financial Times, the Washington Post, and yes, Twitter well, was part of that. Until until now, I mean, now it's right. owned by somebody else. But the good news is, and the victory, is that Children's Health Defense has now filed a major antitrust lawsuit against this media cartel trusted news initiative. So watch on that, and uh, 
keep track, support children's health defense. Let's break up this big monopoly that's censoring everybody. So, Funny, I don't think CNN's reported on this trusted news initiative <laughs> and, and the lawsuit. Oh, no. I, I, I guess I need to watch it more often, they but, think I, but the I don't think I can. Police, right? I don't think I can. And all all conservatives, all freedom lovers are interested in election integrity, and I think that's one of the areas we need the most work ahead on. But just in the last few weeks, there was a big victory on that. Judicial Watch, which is a very excellent organization in the legal area, they settled their federal election integrity lawsuit against New York City, forcing it to clean up its voter registration list And New York City took 441,000 names off the rolls of uh, dead people, people that don't live in New York City, lots of other people that had no business being on those rolls. And, of course, the more fraudulent names you have on the rolls, the more likely you're going to get election fraud with somebody voting in their place. I don't understand why the Democrats seem always opposed to cleaning up election rolls. Well, and of course, voter ID, which you get those two don't things. Don't like and voter we, ID. We would have election integrity, uh, much more so. But another victory, we got the Republicans elected in the House. But even more importantly, we got some of the promises of, for the new for the new speaker to hold. Uh, you know, they have different rules. You explain he it, changed, Brian. He changed, yeah. he changed the House rules. A lot of this was simply repealing all the House rules changes that Nancy Pelosi had made. Until I reviewed this in detail, I couldn't believe what a, what a to the degree, what a fiefdom, what a dictatorship Nancy Pelosi had set up. She did not allow any opposing bills to make it to the floor, any opposing voice. Her rule was law. She made it virtually impossible to remove her as speaker. She was very paranoid about being removed from power. She put all these things into place that had never been there before, including these new budget rules. And now, thank goodness, and I'm just going to let me just elaborate some of these concessions. They're so important. Thank goodness these 20 members of the House Freedom Caucus, they said, you saw it if you were watching the news you even saw it if you were watching CNN. They said, we're not going to vote for Kevin McCarthy unless you agree to these demands. Well, thank goodness they did because they're all reasonable things, most of which were already in effect before Nancy Pelosi took over. For example, they can't have any more omnibus, these monster omnibus bill where they have literally 24 hours to review a 4,000-page $1.7 trillion abomination with all kinds of pork barrel spending and really bad stuff in there that would never pass on its own. And these new or with it, the separate things separated out. Right. Now they yeah. have to take at least a minimum of 13 separate appropriations votes, and they have the opportunity within those votes to have debate, to have amendments to challenge things, to take certain things out. They just don't have to have a up-and-down vote, which absolute abomination, which our friend, not Mitch McConnell, he was part of stuffing through that omnibus. That needs to change, uh, that, too. <clears throat> that is the way that they got around the legislative process, really. They just had these these authoritarian thing, vote up or down without even reading it. How can you read 4,000 pages in 24 hours? And That's listen ridic- to this. Ridiculous. Listen to this appropriations change. I don't know if you're aware of this, Kathleen. They committed no overall increases in federal spending for the next 10 years. 10 years. In other words, 
federal spending must stay at 2022 levels, not even adjusted for inflation. So that means that actually, in real terms, has to go down every year. Well, that is a real curb on the massive spending that the Democrats have been doing, just like drunken sailors going crazy. And maybe it will have an influence on the inflation because if they can't print the money and spend it, it will bring down the amount of money in the circulation because that's what causes the inflation is way too many dollars in circulation in proportion to the amount of goods. And so you think... One other concession, I'd like to have time to review them all, but one other concession they made, McCarthy agreed to bring certain conservative bills up for a vote, even if they don't really have a chance of spending, uh, of passing, I should say. Um, One of them is to abolish the IRS and replace the federal income tax with a consumption tax, which would take all the lawyers and all the politics out of the tax code. Right. Um, That is something that's probably going to take a number of years to actually happen. But that's something we as freedom fighters and liberty fighters need to understand. Some of these battles, they're like Roe v. Wade in some cases. They take years and years. But this is the time to start. You keep proposing them. You keep fighting for them. You make incremental change. And that's the way it, it happens. So there's a lot of things. In conclusion, if you look at every area of our lives, there's a lot of things we can, I think, really celebrate. celebrate. And God is working through his people. And we are just out there on the front lines. We all do our part. We are so grateful to the Lord of hosts who works through his people to bring about better things for our lives in the public square, in the private of our privacy of our homes as well. But to bless your neighbor, thank the Lord for giving his people encouragement, even in dark times, and giving victories to us as we anticipate the final victory of our Lord and Savior. Till next week. Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.